Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. So good to have you here with us today. We've got a great show for you with my good friend and coach here at the Speaker Lab, Mr. Eric Ream. Now, you might be wondering, wasn't Eric just on the podcast like a few weeks ago? Uh, could he really have more good stuff to share considering how awesome his last episode was? Well, the answer to both of those questions is yes. You see, Eric is back on the podcast, and this might be his best episode yet because today we're going to be talking about how to land a 40 thousand dollar gig yes that's right you heard me correct i said forty thousand dollars now if that doesn't get your attention you might want to check your pulse grab some more coffee here this is going to be a great episode see on today's show eric's going to talk about how he signed the biggest contract of his speaking career and he's going to show you how to start mining the gold in your own network as well this conversation will inspire you help you to expand beyond what you think is possible so let's get right into it here's eric ream on how he landed a forty thousand dollar speaking gig and how you can do the same enjoy hey what's up friends grant baldwin here today we are joined by a friend of the program and friend here at the speaker lab one of our coaches in fact uh, mr eric ream and one of the things that's fun about uh, about eric and his story is he's actually kind of a uh, uh he's a product of our system meaning that he actually learned about booked and paid to speak went through our program several years ago and has been killing it ever since uh and and i'm just well, let's fast forward here to the headline and then we're going to kind of backtrack and go back to the future on this but uh eric just booked a massive gig and so eric, i'm gonna let me turn it over to you what and in fact, like not just like, hey, this happened, you know, a couple of months ago. Uh, you're just tying this up within like the past couple hours, right? Yes. Talk sir. to us, give us the headline, and then, like I said, we'll go back in time. Uh, what have you yeah. booked here? Yeah, hot off the presses, Grant. This is a, this is really exciting. So, as a community, I think it's really cool when things like this happen. We can celebrate as a community, but also this is a way for us to deconstruct how we got here, right? So, right. literally, I just got off the phone with an event I've been chasing down the big white well, Grant, if you will. The that I I started chasing late last year, right up to the pandemic. I thought I was going to get it, then it kind of slowed down because of the pandemic. We reconnected over the last few weeks, and literally, they told me last week we're going and I confirm with them this morning, they're sending me the paperwork. Are you ready for this grant? I'm going to land a $40,000 gig. Wow. That is Come fantastic. On I feel like, I we need to, like we need to insert like, <laughs> I don't know, some cheer or celebration or pyro or something there. A $40,000 oh. gig, yes. uh, which again, we're going to dig into all the nuts and bolts of, of how that came to be and that process. Uh, but what does that entail? I, I assume that that's not just a, a a one hour keynote and here's your check and thank, thank you very much. What, what else does that include? 
Yeah. Well, first of all, can I just tell you real quick how excited I am to be here? I just want to say that. I don't want to ever say that. This is, I never take this for granted that, you know, we just got out of the holidays, right? We're going into the new year. I'm, this is kind of the equivalent to me, Grant. I was thinking about my happy place. This is like going to the North Pole for me and you're Santa Claus. <laughs> I am so giddy being here right now, sitting next to the fire, drinking some hot chocolate with you. This is fantastic, man. Cuddle up. <laughs> yeah. So what was the question? I got excited. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, what, what does it include? So they, the, oh, yeah, yeah. a $40,000 gig, what are, you, what are you providing for that? Yeah, well, I'm in the uh, K part here. I'm in the knowing when to scale. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at right now. And we're going to talk a little bit about how I got here, Grant. But so this is kind of a hybrid between uh, this group came to me last year and said, hey, we like what you're doing in the space. We like what you're, you're training. What can you do for us? And by the way, we're spread all over the country. So how can we do this? So I came up with a hybrid idea where it's a little bit of a self-paced, kind of like an online course thing, but also with a little coaching, with a little consulting. So all this stuff peppered in that we're going to do uh, once we start probably, it's going to actually start in the next few weeks. It'll probably go for a, a, a few weeks. And what I've negotiated in the deal grant is that this is going to be an evergreen thing. So whenever they bring someone new in, they're going to take someone to the program. I'm going to get a piece of the pie every time they come in. So I, 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 this thing's going to have some legs to it. So it's going to be 40,000 and beyond. So I'm really excited about it. Very cool. Now you kind of touched on this as well, but whenever whenever someone uh, someone hears about someone another speaker booking like a, a really big gig, you know your highest paid uh, speaking gig or anything like that, it's easy to think, well, that you know they have something I don't have, or they have some uh, magical ability or special power or something that I don't have as a speaker. There's no way that I could ever charge that much. And there's certainly probably a time where you thought there's zero chance I could ever charge forty thousand dollars to work with a client, uh, and yet here we are. So one thing we always sort of remind speakers is like every speaker starts from zero. Every speaker starts from scratch. You don't just wake up one day and like your first gig out of the gate is some $40,000 gig. Like you said, this has been years and years in the process. So again, let's hop in the DeLorean. Let's go back in time for a second and let's walk us through here. Let's, let's walk us through. How do you book a $40,000 gig? We're going to, and we're going like pure timeline on this, right? So this isn't just like, well, you know, I made some calls and all of a sudden, ta-da, it happened. Like let's really, we're really going to dissect this and dig in here of what this journey has been like. So how, how far back are we going in the DeLorean? We're going to go back to 2001. I want to I want to literally take you on the journey that brought me here because I think it's really important, Grant, because as I was, this has been really fun for me and I appreciate this opportunity because it forced me to sit down and think about and unpack how did I get here? Because honestly, not only do I want to, I want to get here, Grant, but I want to duplicate this. I want to figure out what was it I did well, and I want to duplicate this over and over and over again. By the way, I think it's important that we define a gig. So for me, I, a gig is anytime someone asks me, to impart knowledge or take the information that I've developed and present it to them in whatever form, whether it be online, whether it be on a stage, whether it be in the form of a consulting, that's a gig for me. So sometimes I think we, we think of gigs as a narrow term. Like I get on stage and I speak for an hour. It's more than that. A gig is when they exchange money for your, your knowledge and your effort. So that's how I define a gig. So 2001 is when this journey began for me, uh, Grant. You know, I, was, I just got out of the military and I was transitioning into the civilian world. Now, here's the thing, Grant. Let me ask you a question. This is a key question. All right, you ready? Have you ever done anything silly for a girl? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I mean, it's, it's worked out because here I'm still married to her, thankfully. Uh, married to my high school sweetheart, but yes. 
Yeah. So that was me, man. I literally got in the utility industry because of a girl. So you met my wife, Aaliyah. She is mm -hmm. top shelf, top notch. I am way out of your you, league in every I, possible I did. way. I was at the mountaintop. I knew when I met her, Grant, that I need to snag her and I need to steal her because I would never get anywhere higher than that. In fact, if I ever come out with my, I'm going to come up with my fifth book next year, but my sixth book is going to be how to marry up for all the single guys. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to be sending this to you. It's going to be fantastic. And so I met this girl, Aaliyah, and she lived in Indiana and I've had, and she had a boyfriend at the time. And I was like, okay, how am I going to finagle my way in? And he lived out in New York. She was in Indiana. I was in Colorado and I came up with this plan. I got to get in Indiana. And so there was this position open for a utility. I took the job. I didn't care about the job. I cared about the girl. So I got there and sure enough, Grant, within six months, I sealed the deal. Come on now. We signed a contract <laughs> and we were engaged to be married. I won the girl over, but I ended up kind of liking the utility thing. And so I thought, well, maybe we should kind of explore this a little bit. So here's a lesson learned, Grant. Follow your heart. Your heart is never wrong, man. Love will not lead you astray. So love got me in the utility industry. And that's what started in 2001. You know how much I made in the utility industry that year? $52,000. That's where this journey begins. $52,000. So then 2002 happens and my wife's like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to start our family, but we don't want to do it in Indiana. We decided to move out to Colorado. So I took a job with a utility out there. I stayed in the industry and I began to thrive in the utility industry, Grant. I began to learn a little bit about it. I began, began to make my mark a little bit, started my family. And you ready for this? At the end of 2002, guess how much I made? $60,000, man. I am moving up. Moving in the up. World. Come on, man. <laughs> Let's book some cruises, baby. I ain't messing around. So that was 2002. Now let's fast forward. Okay, Grant, let's fast forward to 2009. I've shifted now out of working for a utility because I realized I didn't want to work in a utility for my whole life, but I wanted to stay in the industry. I got some momentum going. Now, I wasn't even thinking about speaking yet, okay? I'm just staying in the utility industry, and I shifted to software sales and started selling software to utilities because I had a background in that. And at the end of 2009, I was getting close to 100 grand, man. I was about to get to the mountaintop, so I made $92,000 that year. That's 2009, okay? So let's fast forward now, 2014. 2014, I started getting this idea of speaking. That was when my the, the the seed was planted. And you know, you've heard my story. You can go back to previous podcasts. I don't want to belabor that. But the bottom line is I started thinking for the first time, hey, there's this thing in speaking that maybe I can pursue. And I decided to go take a course down in Florida on speaking because I didn't know what I was doing. So I signed up for this course. And as I was flying there, I got this opportunity. And this is key, Grant. I got this opportunity where a, a big organization within the utility industry reached out to me and said, would you be willing to help us write a book on this specific topic? It was a topic that's specific to the utility industry. I talked to my boss about it. He goes, dude, you should totally do that. So I did. I agreed to write a book. And this is in 2014. I went and I learned a little bit about speaking. That year, Grant, I made $96,000 at my job. And I, in 2014, I earned $5,000 speaking. You want to know what my first paid gig was? You want to guess how much it was? Not much, I would assume. <laughs> A thousand dollars, man. Come on now. Dude, I, I am cashing that check and I'm going somewhere, somewhere cool, <laughs> wherever a thousand dollars is going to take me. So here's the lesson I learned in 2014, Grant, that kind of got me on this journey. I remember going to Florida and taking that course. And the only thing I remember they taught me that when I was down there was don't run away from your market. That was key for me because I was thinking at the time, if I was going to be a speaker, I had to do something outside the utility. It never occurred to me that I could speak professionally in that industry. I thought I had to separate myself. So I walked away in 2014 in that event thinking, okay, 
maybe I just need to lean in the utility world. Can I be a speaker in the utility world? Yeah. And I think the, uh, a great point to note here is, you know, if 2014 is where your, your first interest in speaking seems like it's starting to creep in, right? And we're, again, we're going back several years here, but your uh, expertise and your experience in the uh, the utility industry goes back to 2001. So 13, 14 years there of you just in the trenches, just learning, right? Now, does that mean that you need to have spent, you know, a, a decade or more doing something before you're qualified to teach it? No, not at all. But I think there's absolutely a lesson there that, that whenever we, you know, if you fast forward to today and you are uh, being paid $40,000 to deliver on your expertise and knowledge, the idea of that conceptually just seems ridiculous. You know, it's the same thing of, of, any speaker who who stands on stage for an hour and speaks for 10,000, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars, like that's just ludicrous. But you're not paying for that one hour. You're paying for the the time that has been invested learning that the 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 speaking craft that you are delivering, but also the content and the material that you're delivering, which oftentimes, like in this case, goes back years and years and years and years. So that by the time they are presenting, you're presenting the 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 content of what you're going to present for this utility company today for forty thousand dollars. It's, it's info and stuff that you've experienced and gained and learned going back to 2001, years and years before as well. So all of that, and again, like you're kind of saying, there's a lot of speakers you and I have worked with here in the speaker lab who say, okay, I've, you know, like in your case, I've done a lot in the utility industry and now I want to do something in a different industry. It's like, no, let's not throw away all the experience that you have here. Let's work with what you know. Let's go with some, some low hanging fruit. And in your case, it was the utility industry. So you decide 2014, you want to pursue this, you do the industry book. Where, where do you go from there? Okay, good. And that's a good point that you brought up. That's why you're so good at this, Grant. I mean, that, that was a really good point that you brought up. And and that, that was my big lesson learned is don't run away from the market. So now we go into 2015. Now, granted, now think about this. I, I earned $5,000 speaking. That's That was huge. That's a big right. deal to me, right? With a, with a family and trying to deal with uh, making that money. I mean, that was a big deal, right? So 2015, that book I wrote launched officially in 2015. The company that hired me to write this book for the industry asked me if I would teach the certification course that goes with the book. So then what that meant was, Grant, I got to go and I got to actually teach a certification course based on the ideas within that book. And so that really started getting me out there in the industry as a speaker. So I started getting some momentum. At the end, going into the end of 2015, I earned 9,000. So 2014 was 5,000, 2015 was 9,000. Okay, five to 9,000. Now, this is where the game gets fun because in December, I get to meet someone that changed my life. And that's, that's, the G, that's the GB right here, Grant Baldwin, right? <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. So, Grant, I met you at the end of 2015. And going into 2016, I wanted to take my game to the next level, but I wasn't quite sure how to do that. So I started to apply what you were teaching me in 2016, which at the time, I'm not even sure if you developed a speak format or not, right. but you had taught the systematic approach. That's what you really taught me. Did, have you, did you start the formula yet then, or was that? It was probably yet? 2017, yeah. um, I, I would guess, before we yeah. really started to dig into that. Yeah. So the biggest thing I, you know, if you think about 2014, the biggest thing I learned was don't run away from your market. The biggest thing I learned from you was you got to have a systematic approach to building this business. There needs to be a system. Yeah. And so you really taught me that. So I started to do that. Here's the other thing I started to do is I began to realize I need to establish myself as the expert in my industry. That, that made sense to me. And so I started to do that. So what I did is I did a webinar series. Think about that. I was so ahead of my time, right? 2016, I was doing webinars. Now it's like everybody knows. Nobody knew what a webinar was back then, but I did that. I did a webinar series with them. I started speaking at conferences and doing breakouts based on that book, okay? That book was giving me some credibility. 
The other thing I started doing in 2016 that started to lay the groundwork here, Grant, was I started a blog and I started to write on some ideas. I started to write ideas that was outside of just everything that was utility industry. And that began to allow me to come up with some ideas, some creative ways that I could add even more value within the utility industry. So that's when I began to learn a little bit about human dynamics and, the, and really plug into my uh, nonverbal communication that I learned when I was in the military. I started to plug that in as well and adding more values that way. Now, here's something that was kind of cool. When you do something, something happens, right? When you do something, something happens. So I started writing this blog. A random guy from Arkansas calls me up and said, I've been following your blog. I love it. I want to introduce you to some friends. And he introduced me to some people in the banking industry. And suddenly my speaking business took off in a whole nother industry in the banking industry on this idea of human dynamics. And so by the end of 2016, Grant, I, I was still working full-time. I made $96,000 on my day job and $30,000 speaking. Mm-hmm. So I went from 5,000 in 2014, 9,000 in 2015, 30,000 in 2016. Now here is the lesson I learned. Here's the big idea. Look for creative outlets to test your ideas. So for me, it was a blog. I needed to test some ideas out. I needed to kind of explore this idea of what are, what, what's my voice sound like? What's it look like? And so I really began to come into my own at the end of 2016. Does that make sense? Yeah, total sense. Did you find as you were trying a couple different things, you're throwing a couple things against the wall, uh, was it pretty clear to you right away of what was working, what wasn't? So like you mentioned, you're trying, you know, you're, you're, you're trying the blog, you're trying webinars, you're trying some online stuff. But even like uh, one thing that you and I've joked a lot about is the, you know, uh, when you're speaking, I really enjoy speaking in like a one hour block or less, you know, and you like doing like a, a full day thing or a half day thing or a multiple day thing. Right. And I don't feel like I'm really, I'm really good in that. I don't really enjoy that type of context. So were you figuring out some of those dynamics as well as like, Hey, as a speaker here, is where I am best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think what happened is I started getting at bats. I started getting opportunities and I, I was taking anything that would come my way. Right. And so I would do a 45 minute session. I'm like, Oh, I like that. I really connected this really connected. Then they said, Hey, what else can you do? And I started doing, well, I got this, uh, you got a pre-conference workshop. I can fill that space. How much time? They said two and a half hours. So I had to take that 45 minute talk and expand it to two and a half hours. I had no idea how it would go, how it land. You don't know sometimes, you know, it's like get on stage as a comedian. You don't know if a joke's going to land or not. And I did it and I realized, wow, there's that actually landed really well. There's some things that worked well, things that didn't. What can I learn from this? But I found that I started making this connection through this human dynamics, this hu- human element in the skin that is the utility industry. So what I did was I started to grow within the utility industry with the things that I'm passionate about and putting that in, in, in line with the other utility stuff I was teaching on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think a lot of times people come, like, coach, people come to me that we coach and they'll say, yeah, I'm in this industry, but I'm really passionate about this. I'm like, well, why can't they be aligned? Why can't you bring those two things together? So I'm really passionate about the human dynamics uh, grant and the human connection. And why can't I bring that in utility industry? They're humans. And so I started doing that. I I began to find that I was connecting with people. And so it started working out really well. And so that landed into 2017. So here's what started happening in 2017, Grant, is the word began to spread in my industry that I was the guy right? Like, Hey, this guy's got something. He's got some special sauce. He's got something that's connecting. So people started talking about me and they've been spreading the word. There were people in the audience that said, Hey, we like what you're doing. Can you speak at my conference? And so things started to uh, uh, now kick up. Now this is where the past starts to take me to the 40,000. All right. You ready for this? This is a pivotal moment. So I was in the Northwest. Okay. And I was speaking at an event for free. Okay. Now I already made $30,000 the year before I did this event for free. 
And in that event, there was a lady there that worked for another major organization in the industry. And she didn't say anything at the time, but she was in the audience. I happened to run in her, we, on, we were on the same flight and we bumped each other on the flight and we just got to talking. And then she said, it was very uh, serendipitous. She just said, you know, I really liked your stuff. I think I should introduce you to some of my leadership team. Uh, can I get your card? I took the card. I contacted the leadership team. We started connecting. And sure enough, we started a partnership where they started taking this idea that I developed from this book. I developed some more concepts and started doing classes for them. I saw her about six months later and she said, that's why you should always talk to people on the planes, what she told me, because you just <laughs> never know what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. So this started the opportunity where I got to speak for this group. At this time in 2017, Grant, this is when I began to start thinking for the first time on there's got to be more than me just getting on a stage and speaking. How can I scale this? That's where I started planting the seed that I got to think about other ways. This is actually going to serve me well in 2020. I started thinking about this three years earlier, okay? It's amazing how these things kind of thread together, okay? So I um, went to the um, organization that hired me to do that book in 2014, I went to them. This is when I started thinking about scaling. And I said, what if we took this online? I mean, this certification course that we're doing, what if we took it online? And they rejected me. They said, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. And they did, They went and they, they commissioned some kind of group to do some kind of expensive $100,000 study and all the things they needed to do. So that's the last I heard of that in 2017. But here's what happened in 2017. I made $96,000. Now I'm still, I'm still doing a day job. All right, Grant? Mm-hmm. And my speaking business, I made $150,000 in 2017. Okay. Wow. Now, here's the thing going into it. I had a stretch goal. My stretch goal going into 2017, and this is my dream goal, is if I could just make $75,000 speaking, I'd be the man, right? I ended up making $150,000. And a big t- part of that was you, man. You planted that seed and you helped me out with the system, the speaker lab. And so I'm so forever grateful. But the end of 2017 was the first time I made more money speaking than I did on my full-time job. Hey friends, I got a question for you. Considering where you are in your speaking journey, what are your next steps to take your speaking career to the next level? If your answer is, I I have no idea or I have too many ideas, I don't know where to start, let me give you what I believe is the best next step that you can take. I want you to book a call with the Speaker Lab team today over at thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach to see if our personalized coaching program is right for you. We have helped literally thousands of speakers from all over the world find and book more speaking gigs, and we'd love to see if we could help you as well. Our personalized coaching program features done-for-you websites, done-for-you demo videos, weekly coaching calls, access to all of our educational content. We find speaking leads specifically for you and so much more. You've got the talent. You've got the drive. Let us give you the plan to execute. All you got to do is book your call today by going to thespeakerlab.com slash coach. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash coach. That's wild. So 20, um, uh, 2016, you made 30,000, 2017, five times that up to 150,000. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. just to clarify, you mentioned that the, uh, um, you're talking to some, to a potential client, uh, about doing something, uh, they reject it. And then they go the route of hiring some hundred thousand dollar thing. Is that so to fast forward, that's the client that just hired you for this $40,000 gig or that's different. That's different. Okay. But okay. it, it all you. ties together. That That's why I, I think it's important that we understand that you're going to hit dead ends, but yeah, doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're dead ends. It's not right. yet. And it comes later. So I'm, I'm just unfolding a story. This is beautiful, right? We're sitting fireside, yeah. sipping our hot chocolate, right? Peeling I'm with the Santa Claus. The onion. You're good. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the North pole. We're just telling a story. 
Um, that happens to be true based on true story. <clears throat> okay. So 2018, we go in at this time. What I do is I go back to the same organization that hired me to write the first book that rejected me on turn into an online course. I go back to them and I propose a second book, a follow-up to the first book and they agree to it, Grant. Okay. And this started up me on a two-year journey that's going to come into play here in a second. But anyway, my point is in 2018, I started the second book. The first book really got my street cred out there that really elevated me. I was in the second book, I was wanting that to do the same. I started teaching workshops for that other organization I met out in the Northwest. Okay. The momentum started to pick up in my business and gigs started to come easy, man. They were just coming. They just started flowing. That's what happens when the flywheel goes. You know, it yeah. takes forever to get the flywheel going, Grant. But once I got it, the gigs started coming really easy. So at the end of 2018, still full-time job, day job, 96000 My speaking business, 181000 at the end of 2018. Wow. The lesson I learned in 2018, Grant, leverage your partnerships. So I had a partnership with that first organization that hired me to do the book. I went back to them again and leveraged that and said, let's do a second book. I didn't get my feelings hurt because they rejected me on the online course. I pivoted and said, okay, let's do another book. And they agreed to it. That second organization that hired me that I met in the Northwest, I started leveraging that organization, then that partnership. So now I'm leveraging two major partnerships that's going to lead to this $40,000 gig. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes total sense. Let's get okay. through. 2019. You and I started texting back and forth. You remember this? Yeah, I do. Hey, Grant, I think I think I need to quit my job, but I'm not sure. And you go, dude, you should have quit your job like a year ago. Come on, what I'm are like, we waiting for? Let's go. Yeah, I'm like, Grant, I don't think this is real. And you wrote back, it's real. <laughs> and so I quit my job in March of 2019. It was a great feeling, Grant. I can't tell you how cool it was to walk away, to know that, hey, I'm truly a professional speaker. It sounds weird even saying it right now. I'm a professional speaker. And you and I decided to partner together at the Speaker Lab. So I started doing some stuff with you. Now, that original organization that I went back in 2017 and proposed that online course, they came back to me, Grant, two years later yeah. and said, okay, we did our study. And guess what they told us? Well, I said, what? They said the exact same thing you proposed in 2017. I'm like, Come on, man. I know I went to public school, but you can at least listen to me. I know I have an idea what I'm talking about. So we agreed that I would do this course for them. And they said, how much do you want to charge? Now, this is where mentorship comes in. I had a buddy of mine out in Minnesota, him and I talked about this ahead of time. And here's what I told him, Grant. I said, I want to do it for free. And he said, really? I said, yeah, I'm going to build it for free. But I want a percentage of every student that comes through. Again, scaling. I'm thinking about scaling. They agreed to it. It's the first time they've ever done any type of thing with anybody like this before. It was way out of their comfort zone. They agreed to it. The online business, this happened in 2019. The pandemic hit in 2020. The online course took off and I just renegotiated it and the percentage went down a little bit. But now I get royalties from that through 2022. Okay. So that I scaled that. Um, what was interesting in 2019 was I spoke at the conference in 2019. It was the same conference, the very first conference I went through as a utility professional in 2001. Okay. Now think about that. In 2001, 18 years later, now I'm on the stage speaking. In the back of the room, there's a lady from Alabama that heard my talk. And I told a story about my, my daughter and she started bawling. She said like ugly tears. She told me later, she goes, I disconnected with you. And she goes, I left that conference thinking I had to hire this guy. She hired me two weeks later, Grant, for $20,000. That was a $20,000 gig because she was in that room at a conference that I started going to back in 2001. Now I was a speaker in 2019. At the end of 2019, I still had some money from my full-time job before I left. So I made $30,000 doing that. 
and I earned $187,000 in my speaking business at the end of 2019. The lesson I learned in 2019, Grant, is book gigs from gigs. So I just kept booking gigs out of every gig. I just kept booking gigs out of every gig. So that was the end of 2019 going into 2020. I love it. Uh, and so it seems like that a the a big part of your strategy all along as you've built and grown your business is to make sure that you continue to leverage your network and then existing uh, existing clients that you've worked with in the past, clients who see or potential clients who see you whenever you speak uh, and really leaning into that. So so uh, not not looking for, hey, here's a, a brand new contact I know nothing about. I have zero context of. They don't know me from Adam. But uh, every gig turning into additional gigs. That's always been a big part of your strategy. Big time. Because what I begin to listen for, Grant, is when people come up to me and they would say, man, I really enjoyed that. Or that was really good. Instead of just saying, thank you, I say, great. Uh, what can I do to help you? Right. What events are you going to? How can we take this momentum and, and how can I serve you? And they never ever thought about that. And then they say, oh, you know, that's a good idea. I got this. And, th and that's what led it to it. So I was just listening to people that really enjoyed it. And I just parlayed that enthusiasm into another gig. Okay, now here's the key. Here's where the $40,000 starts coming in. This is really fun. In fact, I'm getting like uh, goose pimples on my body as I think about this. I'm getting so fired up leading up to the, where, we're, where this 40000 gig came from. All right, so remember back uh, the group that I spoke in Northwest for free. I yep. met the lady on the plane. The lady said, give me your card. I followed up with her. Sometimes, how many times you give in a card, you don't yeah. follow up. I followed up with her. She hooked me up with this group. They tried me out a couple of times. Things started working out. I'd started developing workshops for them. In 2000, at the end of 2019, I went out to Wisconsin, drove all the way out there and pouring rain, ice, snow. It was horrible weather. And there were uh, 15 people in this workshop for two days. There was a lady in that workshop. At the end of it, she said, I really liked your stuff. I think my husband's company out in South Dakota, I think they could use your stuff. I said, great. Uh, how do I get a hold of your husband? She got me a hold of her husband. He heard what I had to say. He got me a hold of his boss. He heard what I had to say. He got me a hold of his boss. And then we sat down and I explained to the boss what I think I could do for them. This is a huge organization. And they said, we're interested. And then that's when I started coming up with this idea and I sent the proposal to them and then everything shut down in the pandemic. Okay. So what the, happened during the pandemic? Okay. Now think about going to the pandemic. I had this huge well that I was about to land. Now the pandemic. So what I had to do during that time, Grant, is I had to adjust. What am I going to do? So I started leaning, I did two things. I leaned into the virtual world and I stayed in contact with that big well. I didn't want to lose the contact. I just stayed, I didn't get desperate. I didn't try to force anything. I just stayed in contact with them. Okay. So then a few weeks ago, that those guys finally got back with me and said, we've got some money in the budget. We're ready to pull the trigger. We just want to dip our toe in the water and just try it out. I said, no, let's get on the phone. So I got them on the phone. I said, guys, you're not going to do yourself any, any favors dipping your toe in the water. Let's just jump all in. Let's just go back to the original proposal. It's going to be fine. And we're going to knock this out of the park. So they got with me. This is literally about two weeks ago. They got back with me and said, I just got confirmation from my boss. Let's pull the trigger. And it was funny because when I was on the phone with the boss, this is a key point for speakers. He asked me, here's what he said, Grant. He said, what do we need to do next? That's, that's music to a speaker's ears. Mm -hmm. You know what I said? I said, we need to get a contract signed. That's the next step. He's like, great, send me the contract. I sent him the contract last week and literally 20 minutes before I got on the call, I got on the phone with him and say, hey, you guys got any questions? And he says, we're good to go. We're everything. I just, we just got to go through the process. We're going to make you an official vendor. We're going to send you the paperwork today. Let's go ahead and get this thing going. That was a $40,000 gig grant. And that's how I got there. That's the journey that took me to that point. Now, 
let's, I've been taking on this journey financial wise. I just met with my financial advisor yesterday. This is what, uh, based on what I've already got hooked in the books grant and my accounts receivable, I started this thing in 2014, $5,000. Okay. Then I went to 9,000 in 2015, then 30,000 in 2016, then 150,000 in 2017. That was an inflection point. 181,000, 2018, 2019 um, was 187,000. This year I want to end, okay, $260,000 at the end of the year. During a global pandemic, by the way, <laughs> having to shift. And that $40,000 that I'm getting, that's not, that's not going to hit the 2020 books. That's 2021 revenue that's coming. Yeah. So I'm already starting out 2021 ahead of the game. So one of the interesting things that I think is, is so it's so helpful for speakers to understand, but can also be in some ways discouraging is that you're planting a lot of seeds that may or may not pan out to anything. And many of them that do pan out may take several years to get there. So like you said, even whenever you've really first started taking speaking seriously, you know, if we go back to 2014, 2015, uh, 2016 or so, where you're really starting to pick up some momentum as a speaker, uh, the, the, you mentioned like this, this, um, this interaction that you had with this lady uh, last year that led to this this forty thousand dollar gig, it could have turned into nothing, or it could have taken you another year or two chasing it, and then maybe have, have turned into something, or may have continued to be nothing. So, how do you continue to have a a uh, a, a correct, healthy perspective that every relationship and every networking opportunity matters, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to turn into anything? So, how have you kind of navigated that and thought about that? Uh, a couple things. One is. Um, I've always stayed really strong and focused on my message. In fact, that was the big idea. The big lesson I learned uh, at the end of this year, Grant, is that you got to be strong and focused on my message. I feel like my message matters and that it's moving the needle and it's making a difference. I believe in my message. And if I believe in my message, I know eventually it's going to get me to the mountaintop. It's just how I'm going to get there. I got to be flexible. So I'm strong and focused on the message, but I'm flexible on how I deliver it. Okay. So if I was so rigid that I had to be a keynote, I had to be a workshop. Instead, I'm open and said, okay, I could do this virtually. I can do this in a breakout. I can do this on a course. I can do it in different ways. The message is still the same. The delivery is different. That was one. The other thing is I just understood that this is a long-term game. Um, one, of the, one of the things that being a runner has helped me, Grant, is it helped me, you know, like running marathons that when you run a marathon, man, you know that you don't win that thing in the first mile. You don't win right. that thing in the second mile. You don't win it in mile 20. You've done marathons before yeah. um, and you know it's a long-term game. So I just know that if my message is strong enough and if I follow the system, like I said earlier, if I keep doing something, something is going to happen and my head is always on a swivel looking for opportunity and just following the opportunity where it goes. Now, here's the funny thing is the way I plan out my business every year never works out that way. Yeah. But I always end up on a better side of it. Like all of us going into 2020, none of us planned how it was going to work out. Yeah. But if you have the message, the message will ultimately get where you want to go as long as you continue looking for the opportunity. So I've just been really flexible. I hold on to my what I want to do, Grant, with a very loose grip, right? And I don't fight it. I'm like, okay, if it's going this way, I'm going to, I'm going to move towards that way. As long as it stays within my message, within my passion and within, within my industry, I'm good to go. 
uh, we always remind speakers that it's kind of like whenever you, you know, you, if you, if you got kids, you remember doing this like in, in preschool with them where they would bring home like a, a styrofoam cup filled with some soil and you'd put some little seed in there and you'd set it by the window and you'd water it. And it, it might be days or weeks that would go by and like nothing's happening. Now, now there's nothing happening that you can see, but that doesn't mean that there's not anything that's happening beneath the surface. You know, something, you know, you're, you're providing the sunlight, you're providing the water, you're doing the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, and things are happening that you just may not be aware of. And then eventually it turns into something that turns into, you know, a, a flower or fruit or whatever it may be. But uh, it, some of it is just having that long-term perspective that just because I can't see it doesn't necessarily mean that nothing is happening. And, and you mentioned it as well. There are relationships and contacts and people that you've met and followed up with and talked with that uh, may not feel like anything today, but that doesn't mean that they will never, ever, ever turn into anything. And so you have to continue to think long-term about this. So uh, this is really, really good, Eric. And, and again, congrats on booking uh, a gig. So going from the first gig to a thousand dollars to the final gig or this current gig, at least uh, of $40,000. And it may continue to, to climb from there for speakers who may be listening to this, who's going like, man, it just feels like, I don't know that I could ever get there. The idea of, I would love to have a $40,000 gig, but it also seems, uh, just completely crazy that uh, I could be that type of speaker. You were that speaker uh, several years ago going like, there's no way I could be a $40,000 speaker. And here you are. So what would you say to those speakers to, to keep them encouraged in the journey? Uh, well, first of all, what I would say is you and I are both big fans of uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Right. And I remember listening to a Jerry Seinfeld interview and they were asking him, uh, would you ever thought you'd get here where you are now? And he said, getting here was never the goal. I didn't, it didn't matter to me. Because I was going to be a comedian no matter what, whether I was good at it or bad at it, it's just what I did. And I just made that decision early on, Grant, I'm going to be a speaker. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. Everything else doesn't matter to me. This is what I was meant to do. I'm just going to figure it out. So whether I got the $40,000 gig or not, I'm going to continue speaking. I just went all in. It's probably the first thing, first thing, ever thing in my entire life, Grant, I've ever been all in on anything. So I just made a decision. This is it for me. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm just going to figure it out. So if you have that mentality you almost burn the bridge behind you in a way or burn the ships, right? You just know you're on speaker Island and that's where you're going to be. You're going to figure that bad boy out. That's number one. The other thing I would say, and I talk to speakers about this all the time, there is so much gold in your network. You know, somebody right now that could get you that $40,000 gig. I guarantee it. I have so much confidence in that grant that you know somebody right now. Most people that come to us are successful to some degree already in their careers. There's someone in your network so if you think about where I am today, in 2001, I met this lady, let's say her name is Janet. She was a person I met in 2001 and built a relationship with her. She was the person that got my speaking career started because somebody called her up in 2014 and said, do you know anybody that can speak? And she said, there's a guy I know that I think can do this. His name is Eric. She referred him to me, just blindly referred him. He contacted me. I was actually taking a nap. It was the first gig I got was paid because of Janet. Yeah. It was also Janet that came to me in 2014 and said, will you write this book? Again, I met her in 2001. It was also Janet that hired me to do that online course. So it was that person in that network that helped me do that. There was another person in my network when I came to him, Grant, and I knew him and I spoke at his event. I asked him, do you know of any other event planners that be willing to hire me? Could you introduce me? He said, yeah, no problem. I thought he was going to give me one or two. He gave me 80. And not only did wow. he give me 80 event planners grant, but he also emailed every one of them and said, this guy's legit. 
another guy in my network, two people in my network that was gold. So when people come to me and say, man, I don't even know where to start. Start with the people that you know, I guarantee it. Grant, I've never had to do one cold call since 2000. I never had to do it. I just always knew that I knew somebody within my network. And here's the thing. Once you get that first gig, I don't care what it is. It could be free. It could be for $5. I don't, it could be for a gift card to Starbucks. It doesn't matter. That's your start. And then once you start, then you can start building upon that and building upon that. And before you know it, you're going to be at the mountaintop. Now, here's the thing. Here's the great thing about it. You ready for this, Grant? I got the $40,000 mountaintop and I look up and guess what? There's another mountaintop waiting. I can't wait to come back and speak with you, Grant, and say, guess what? I just got a $100,000 gig and talk about the journey because I know I want to get somewhere because I want to continue on this journey. And I can't wait to come back and share it with you. Thank you for the opportunity to hang out with you, Grant. I appreciate it. You bet. And hey, one of the fun things as well uh, in this process and journey is uh, this is not something that we are just talking about here on a on a recording, but uh, you actually work with a lot of our students inside of our elite program uh, where they actually have Voxer access to you of going, hey, Eric, uh, here's the situation. What do I do? And you're giving real-time coaching and feedback in a one-on-one setting uh, to uh, to our students. So uh, listen, if you like this, you want to hear more of this and you want to talk with Eric, uh, you definitely want to check out our elite program. So feel free to reach out to us on that. We can get you some more info on that. But uh, Eric is a key part of that. Uh, and he would be working with you inside of, of that program and helping you build and grow your own uh, speaking business. So uh, Eric, again, congrats on all the success that you've had. If people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, uh, where, where can we go? Uh, well, number one, they can sign up for the elite program. I talked to 12 students today about That's how cool. to build their business. That was fantastic. The second one uh, is just go to Eric ream.com and you can find me there. And I'm about to update my website and my demo reel grant. So it's going to look really cool. It's going to be under construction, but it's going to look really cool in the next few weeks. Very cool. We look forward to seeing that brother. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.